Today on the podcast, I'm interviewing my dear friend, Luce. Luce Maria Doria is the author of several books. She's the executive producer of Despierta America, which is, if you're not familiar, bigger than the Today Show, and it's in Espanol. She has an incredibly important job in communications and is also just this incredible shining light in the world. I have had the pleasure of interviewing Luce on the Rise stage twice, and I can't believe it's the first time we've been able to sit down and do the podcast together. But if you are working on your career, Luce has incredible insight and ideas for how to network and how to grow, how to be a leader, how to get a mentor, like we talked about it all today. And I know that you guys are going to glean so much from her wisdom, like I always do when I get to hang out with her. So enjoy today's episode with Luce. Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis, and this is my podcast. I spend so many hours of every single week reading and listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and trying to find out as much as I can about the world around me. And that's what we do on this show. We talk about everything, life and how to be an entrepreneur. What happened to dinosaurs? What's the best recipe for fried chicken? What's the best plan for intermittent fasting? What's going on with our inner child? How's therapy working out for you? Whatever it is my guests are into, I want to unpack it so that we can all understand. These are conversations. This is information for the curious. This is the Rachel Hollis Podcast. Let's start at the beginning because I love your story and I think it's so inspiring. And for people who've never heard it before, will you talk to us about your career, what you're doing today, but also the journey, how you got here? Yeah, I'm a Colombian immigrant. I came here 40 years ago. Yesterday, I was doing numbers. Oh my God, 40 years ago. It seems like yesterday. I'm from (laughs) a little city in Colombia called Cartagena. I'm the only child. I'm the only grandchild. And I always dream about being a journalist, but I had a big problem. I was very, I was scared of everything. I was full of fears. I was very insecure. I've never gone to the psychologist. I've never been in therapy. I don't know why I, I was like that, but I knew, I, I, I dream about the life that I have now. And I knew it was gonna be difficult. And then like when I was like 13 years old, um, there is the cosmopolitan version of the English uh, magazine in Spanish. And I started reading it I, and I found a mentor, the editor in chief, she wrote things that made me feel empowered, made me feel that I can make it. I came to study communication to Miami and I have a friend who was friend of her. And when I finished, when I graduate, I asked my friend, I want, an, I want an appointment with her. And she gave me my first job. So it, was, it, it is like a novel, but it's true. So she became like the Hispanic Oprah. Yes. Uh, and then she had her own magazine. And, and when I was 24, I started working with her when I was 21. When I was 24, she gave me her magazine. I was the editor-in-chief. I always tell her, you were crazy. I wouldn't give a magazine with my name to a 24 years old. 
She did, and she became my first boss, my mentor. And 10 years later, we had a fight. We separate, and I started my career in television as a producer. 10 years later, we make peace. By the way, we, went, we were together last Friday. And, <laughs> and when I was 50, I, went, I looked back and I said, yeah, I became the woman of my dreams. Besides, you know, um, in spite of all my fears, she helped me a lot. But um, when, I, when I quit my job, I have to, and as I always says, I graduate from that college that she was the best teacher. And I have to apply everything she taught me. And, and then uh, um, when, I, when I got 50, when I was 50, I said, I'm going to write a book trying to help all those fear, full of fears women that live a life that, that, that thinks that the success, the success is the privilege of someone else. And mm -hmm. I think the book, thank God, was a bestseller. And my life completely changed because the shy girl start had to start give conference i was i was even inviting your rise in minneapolis with four thousand women that was crazy and and my life changed completely after my first book now i have written three books i'm the yeah. president and 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 um executive producer of a morning show hispanic morning show so um yeah i'm a clear example that you have to take action yeah not just any morning show. You're the executive producer of oh. a really big morning show. You yeah. said that sort of. And I'm very grateful. I inherited uh, the, the, I always said that I've been there for nine years. I inherited the number one Hispanic morning show and, and it's still the number one. So we have a great team. I'm, I'm very proud of, of our job. We are immigrants like our viewers. Mm. So we know what they need. So we're yeah. all. We're always trying to, to help, to entertain. Uh, we always say that we are joyful, we are helpful, and, and we are hopeful. Yeah, you are joyful because I yeah. that's how we first met was that I came to do the show. And the energy, this was pre-COVID, but the energy of being in the same room with y'all, there's so much joy, there's so much life, there, there's just so much. Um, now imagine that you have all your books, all her books, and you admire her, and one day she comes to your show. You know, it, it gave goosebumps. And and I and I remember uh, uh, when when you invited me to your your rise event, that I said to myself, I can say no, and nobody will ever know because mm -hmm. I was scared to be there. I was scared to yes. speak in English, and I said, you know what? I'm going to say yes. And, and I went and, and it was one of the best experience of my life. Thank you again. You're very. Oh, good. my gosh. It was such a blessing for everybody who was in the audience. And I think that I, I feel like, did you speak twice? Because I feel like I didn't I call you like last. You know what happened? <laughs> there was another big lesson. That was <laughs> on June. And then in January, you invite my friend Alina Villasante. Right. Right. Of, um, of Peace Love World. And then I was so happy. I was so relaxed. I, went, I was going to Fort Myers, you know, like to have a relaxed uh -huh. weekend. And then you text me and you tell me, Luzma, why am, one of my panelists is sick. Can you come? And I said, I can say no, but I'm going to say yes. And I could have made all the excuses. I, I'm not prepared. You know, this is from, from one day to another. Maybe if that happened 10 years before, my fear would, 
dictate my my brain tell no because you don't have a, a, you're not ready to to to, to be there yeah he said yes and i had a blast I mean, I always have a blast and we get to hang out, but I think that that's such an important lesson for anybody who's listening to this, who is pursuing a dream or has a goal personally or professionally. I really do think that God or the universe gives you opportunities and you have to be ready to say yes in that moment, even if the circumstances don't feel right. Exactly. I think it's equally important to know how to say yes than to say no. Mm. I was also a people pleaser and I was scared to say yes because people wasn't going to love me. Weren't going to mm. love me. I have to say yes. And now with my last book, my last book is about the, 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 the way we use our time. And I've learned that, that you have to do exactly what you want to do. And you have you you don't have to be scared of saying no, because maybe your agenda has 45 things that you have to do, but, at least 20 are not going to take you anywhere. Just say yeah. yes, because you wanted to, to please. So, and is that, uh, is that something that you've learned over time or were there mistakes I, that happened that, that taught you that lesson? I knew, I knew that I was doing a lot of things that I didn't have to just mm-hmm. to please. Yeah. And uh, when I was writing the book, I started writing during the pandemic last year because I was I had contact with a person who was positive when we didn't even know that we could be asymptomatic. We didn't know much about the, the, the virus. So uh, my doctor told me, uh, you have to, to, to be confined for 14 days. And imagine, you know me, I'm very active. I, I have a four-hour daily show. And I was like... What am I going to do 14 days without leaving my room? My husband, the, the dean, you know, the food in the, at the door, like I was a prisoner. Oh, my so God. So I start thinking about the use of the, before, I, I, I always say, why did we have to change our habits from one day to another because of COVID? And it's so difficult to change it to achieve our dreams. Mm. I start thinking about that. That's good. And, and then I start thinking, how many times I have said, I'm sorry, I don't have time. I'm very busy right now. And all those I don't have time park in front of me and tell me, Luzma, you're lying. Now you have time. What are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I said, I'm going to write a book about this. And I, I do a lot of research. I always said that from my three books, this is the one that I, that I uh, learned a lot. Hmm. I, I found out a book um about the regrets of dying people it was written by a nurse and you know what the number one is that people who are dying regrets that they didn't have the life they they want to have but the life others want them to have they live and you know your mom wanted you to do something or your husband or or, but it's not the life that you wanted Mm. and and that and and i think you have to to, to stop postponing happiness. You have to take mm-hmm. action. So I, I realized many things that I was doing wrong. And the, I, I was the first, you know, the first person that that book helped myself. What were some of the changes that you made that you feel like ha- have made life more fulfilling for you? Okay. The first thing, now I'm more fully present. Mm-hmm. I used to be overwhelmed 
thinking ahead. I have to do the, 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 no. Now I'm speaking to Rachel Hollis. I'm enjoying this moment. And after that, I have a meeting and that I will have another meeting, but this is my, my focus. I interview some, you know, people that I know they're very busy and I interview the marble president. She's a Latin woman from Argentina. Mm -hmm. They mm -hmm. say she's the most powerful woman in Hollywood. Her name is Victoria Alonso. She's, mm -hmm. she's the, the one who did Avengers and all those millionaire movies. And she, and she taught me that you have to do that thing that you don't want to do is the thing that you have to do first. I love like that. on the to-do list. Yes. The one that feels the hardest. Exactly. Get, knock that out. Yeah. And she also told me, Luzma, when you're in a meeting and you start uh, speaking about things that doesn't have anything to do with that meeting, the meeting is over. And that's so true. Now that's the so good. Yes. yes. So I'm, I'm more conscious about time. I don't know you, but I don't have a testament. Do you? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I always been so scared to have one, to read, to yeah. write one. I yeah. told my husband, we have to have a testament. Mm. You know, it's, yeah. you, don't know, you don't know when, and now that we have debt so close because I have lost a lot of people because of COVID, it's like you start thinking more about life. And, oh, wait, you don't have a, do you mean a will? A will, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yes, A will, yes. yeah. No, I said testamento in Spanish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. got it, yeah. got it. Um, I do have a will just because I have little kids and had to, it was very hard to do. I to have figure a 25-year-old and I didn't have a will. <laughs> oh, my God. Because I was scared, you know. And yeah. Now that, that books made me, like, more responsible, my more focused on time, more aware. I don't know. I, I, I'm yeah. very happy with the results. Yeah, that's great. What kind of feedback have you gotten from your readers? Like, what are the pieces that you feel like they've really latched onto? I remember one that told me, Luzma, thank you for writing this book. Thanks to your book, I had the courage to talk to my boss about leaving the the, the work earlier, two hours earlier to be with my family. You know, yeah. she, that, that woman, um, although she's working from home, she has the courage to negotiate her time. Mm -hmm. that's because so always, important because we're always like okay we're from nine to five or from eight to six I don't know but I, I like that I and the best thing is I have received so many feedback about I have to take action right now mm -hmm. no phoning anything yeah that's so good that's so good isn't that familiar that you hear oh in the summer, I'm going to do things. When my child, when my children grow up, I'm going to do things. When my child, when my daughter got married and she lives uh, for or she lives for college, I'm going to do. And and you start postponing and postponing, and nothing happens. Yeah. How has it felt for you in this last, you know, 12, 14 months of, of everything has shifted and changed? Like, what are those pieces that you've learned in the last year that you know you're going to take with you forever? Definitely, uh, I'm going to be more aware of, of, the, of, of how I use the time. I think mm -hmm. for me, that was the, the biggest lesson. And I think that more than lessons, more than I knew everything that I think I learned. I knew it. That the, those were lessons that I had, like, don't happen to you that during this time you start like organizing things and you rescue pictures. Oh, I did. That happened with the lessons. It's like yeah. one of them 
in a box and suddenly we open and I say, oh, how important is it to be with the family? Oh, I didn't want to be with you. I don't want to be with you. Mm -hmm. Those are, you know, it, it's almost the same. It's right. Like, yeah. Those are, I think this, this um, pandemic teaches to love us more and to love people more, you know, to, yeah. to appreciate happiness, to appreciate company and um, to appreciate the time that is yeah. the most valuable uh, treasure. Well, I love the reminder of these are lessons we already knew. Yes. For I me. think that the, the most important lessons are the ones that we already have heard before. Yes. And I feel like, you know, those things get put in front of us again and again because we're supposed to truly take them into our core, but we don't. Mm -hmm. And I think that you have to keep learning the same lesson until you get it. So there's something, there's something really beautiful about I love that you're talking about sort of this slowing down, right? Like in this mm -hmm. time period, we slowed down and then that allowed us to see what are the things that I have been missing or I've been passing by. But I also think that for me, it was questioning what, what were you distracted from when you were moving so fast? You know, when life is so busy and these kids and, and work and schedule and, you know, I think this was true for everybody that when all of a sudden that distraction was removed, Mm -hmm. then a lot of things that I should have um, processed or dealt with sooner came to light. And that learning was so painful. The yeah. best lessons in life are often very painful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I'm so thankful because I wouldn't be the person that I am or I think the mom that I am or the human that I hope I'm becoming mm -hmm. if I hadn't gone through this stuff. So yeah, time was a big one. That's yeah. it. I I've always been very grateful, but now I realize I wasn't grateful enough. Mm -hmm. I remember my last vacation, I, uh, we rent a house in the Bahamas, and it was beautiful. And I remember myself walking at the beach, nobody, just me and my husband. And, and I never thought that was the, the last vacation that I was going to have in almost two years. I didn't know right. I was enjoying my last vacation. So, right. So now... I'm like very um, grateful for everything because I say, I don't know if, if this is the last time that I'm, that I'm, that I'm receiving this. Yes. It, yes. It's crazy. It's crazy. We were so used to travel. We were used to even, you know how I miss going to Target. I, <laughs> and I haven't come back. I, I haven't gone to Target, although I was vaccinated one month ago because yeah. I, I, you know, I'm still like very careful, but I said, I, I can't believe Target relaxed me that much when I was walking through the aisles. <laughs> right. And I miss that. I miss that. For, it right. was something I took for granted. I, what I think is so beautiful in this experience is the relationship with my kids and the relationship with my best friends. Mm -hmm. Because, yes. you know, I would have told you I was so close to my kids pre-COVID and it's nothing compared to where we are today. I have a very small family. I have an only child. She's 25. She's not a child anymore. She's an adult. She's still living with us. She went to college and she came back. Now she's doing a, a master from home. And my husband, my mom and I will live together. And we never before have talked about topics that we touched during this pandemic. Yep. I was, I, 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 and I, and I thought I was open and I thought I was, I, I, I had a great relationship with my daughter and my husband but we really 
you know, open our hearts during this pandemic mm. for the bad and the good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I think the, you know, sort of you talking about Target or these things that are removed. I never thought that there was a world where I wasn't going to be able to see my, my girlfriends who are my closest, exactly. most important. Like I just, and we went months and months and months and months without seeing each other. And the joy when we got to hug each other for the first time after so much. And I, we've talked about this a lot because I think we're in this really interesting transitional time right now where parts of the world are opening up. Um, yeah. or if you live in, you know, I'm in Texas, you're in Florida, those States are wild. <laughs> They're just doing their own yeah. thing. Things um, are getting worse here. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's people really, you know, and I understand like we've been it for so long, there's this desire to sort of rush. They want to be to the next phase, but I just want to be so conscious of not losing the awareness or the gratitude of yeah. those lessons that we learned when we rush back to normal. We, forget. we cannot right. forget. Yes. Right. Yeah. Because there's been such beauty in really simple things. Yeah. Really simple because, you know, when you remove access, like the someday you're going to go walk through Target again yes. and you're just <laughs> living your life, like so happy with the simplest things. And I just, I worry for us as a community that we're going to kind of two years will go by and we'll forget that, you know, we used to not have access to this. So I just hope that we hold on to it. Yes. Yes. Uh, and, and I imagine you were used to these 4,000 women events. Right. And and I was used to, to you know, to sign autographs to 30 people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and when I was going to launch that this book, I asked myself, Luzma, this is gonna be different. No big mm-hmm. launching, no, no, no travel parties, no, yeah. No and and it is a big difference. Is 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 yeah, bad. but it's good because I think this is uh, as as we were talking. These are great lessons that we have mm-hmm. to keep for, for our next life. And I also think as, as writers, I'm curious your perspective on this, creating something that you knew would feel different. So, you know, I wrote a book in it last year inside of the pandemic, and I knew when I was creating it that it wouldn't be my most popular work. I knew it because I knew that I was creating something that was hard and was sad at times and was kind of tackling heavier topics and my audience tends to like more humor and lightness but you know what Rachel I wasn't no I didn't think about that maybe that's the book you're gonna help more people with yeah yeah and I honestly thought I wanted there's I'm, I can't remember who says it but there's an author that talks about this idea of writing for just one person mm-hmm. like just one like creating work that's just for one person and if you really help just one person with this work then it it doesn't matter that it wasn't, you know, what it normally would be or that we didn't get a book tour. We didn't get to hug people. We didn't, cause it's like to be able to create that work honestly and sort of push it out into space. You know what happened to me when I first wrote my first book, my dream was about to help five Colombian women. I even put the nationality five. I said, if I help five, I will be more than happy. Never, you know, nothing happened in my city with this book yesterday the university of cartagena like the city where i'm from invite me to talk for the communication student and yesterday we had a zoom with 93 students from cartagena where i'm from 
you cannot believe how happy and grateful I was because my dream was, you know, came true because of this book. Not because of yes. one, not because of the second one. There were like with this one, that is like the, it's a virtual book. So you never yeah. know who's gonna who, who who you're gonna help and when. I think there is a divine the, the universe always have a divine plan and you have to follow. Yeah. How um how important has that specificity, like calling your shot, being that specific when you say I want to help five women or I'm gonna be a journalist or I'm gonna work in TV, like has that been a part of your how you how you set goals your whole life or is that more recent? I, I no, you know what? It's very it's very strange because I knew that I was gonna be a journalist and I wanna have the life that I have now. But I I worked so hard, but I didn't say at 30, I'm going to be working on TV. My life has been like three or four turning points that change it. And, and I think that now that I look back, it, it, it was, it was a, a, a God's plan for me, but also I worked so hard to have them. You know, now mm-hmm. I, I, I can say maybe when I'm 60, I am 56. I want to be doing, I, I, I'm going to be doing uh, documentaries. That's something that I want. I never thought of, of, of being an executive producer. I wanted to have this life and to be in control and to have a, um, you know, like to be like the bridge between audience and news and, and to, to tell stories. I'm a storyteller. I didn't even say television or print, but, but, uh, you know, Somehow I, I landed there. Now I'm more focused on what I want than I was before. Do you feel like you have dreams? Like, do you feel like your dreams are bigger or more yes. daring than they were when you were younger? Yes, because now I see them possible. When I was young, mm. for me, it was like, for example, if you were going to tell me that there was going to be a bestseller author and I was going to talk to her, I said, no, not with me. You know Maybe she's going to talk to another person, but not with me. And I don't know why I was like that. Now, for me, everything is possible. I wrote something in my first book that I said, the day I start waking up thinking that something wonderful is going to happen, that day wonderful things start happening to me. Yes, absolutely. So now I think everything is possible, everything. Yeah, Yeah, last year, I have the opportunity. Remember, I'm up shy girl from Colombia, I have the opportunity to produce an interview with President Barack Obama and Isabel Allende. You know who Isabel Allende is? Mm-hmm. The most mm-hmm. read yeah. Spanish author. When I was in the control room, Rachel, and I saw Obama there and Allende there, and I was the producer and I could talk to them through the IFB, I said, I can't believe I'm doing this. Everything is possible. Yeah. yeah every- oh my gosh. Yeah. So documentaries, what yes. kind of documentaries? Your, your life, for example. I would love yeah. to. I would love to follow <laughs> you and to, to speak to people that you have changed their lives. And I would love to do how a, a, a day in Rachel's life. And, and how do you uh, feed your brain and your soul? You know, I, I'm a storyteller. I love to. Yeah. Be. Yeah. Yeah. I love documentaries too. And I feel like it's such a sort of nerdy thing when you tell people that, but it's mostly what I watch because I love, yeah, I love getting to understand 
anything that feels um, outside my life. And I just feel like there's such a, we live such a richer existence when we're getting information from all sorts of different sources and cultures and ideas and ways of thinking. So I'm, I'm with you on that. I think documentary film. You know what I, what I uh, did last year and I never thought I was going to do it. I started doing Instagram livers with people that I, that I want to talk to, you know, Latin people Mm -hmm. that I admire. Because at that time, I thought what we more need, what, what we needed most was hope. Mm-hmm. So you know that my name is Luz? Luz, Luz means light. So I, I call them uh, like, um, you know, talking, you know, like light, light, light talking, maybe like. You know, uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then I, I did 25. I couldn't believe that without shoes and with my phone, and being shy because I always wanted to be a journalist, but I know that I was very good writing it. And I wrote for magazine and I wrote for my show, but I never, you know, I never imagined that I could do interviews, live interviews. And, and I did it and it was great. And, and now I said, maybe, you know, I started when I was 55, maybe I should have started earlier. And, and that, that teach me every day that if you don't take action, nothing happens. You know, yes. if you don't do yes. anything, nothing is going to happen. Right. Would you, I mean, we're talking so much about sort of ourselves and how we show up in the world, but I also know you are an incredible leader and you have such an incredible team at work and have been a leader for a very long time. What would you say to people who are listening to this, who are working on their careers? So maybe they don't want to write a book or, or, you know, have their own company, but they're working their way up in a career, what's some of the advice that you give to the young women on your staff? First, follow your purpose. You know, I always wanted to, to, to be a journalist. I don't know if people that wanted to be a journalist wanted to be a journalist because they want to be famous. You know, that's when mm-hmm. the, the purpose is not clear. And, and you have to have a purpose. You have to, 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 to know why are you good at not because you earn more money here and it's, and it's so, I want to have a lot of money. It's not, that's not bad, but I don't think, yeah, I don't think you should do something because I'm, I'm going to have money. No, if, if your purpose give you money, excellent. But you yes. have to feel that you are, you are fulfilling, that you're helping, that you are doing something that you really were in this life for. And also you have to, um, prepare yourself. You have to study every day. One of the things that I have done during this pandemic is to take courses. You know, I, I haven't been, uh, you know, I graduated like 40 years ago and I always, I'm always listening to, to speakers, but I haven't went back to college and I did went back to, I did go back to college, you know, online, but I did. And I want to yeah. learn. And I think you have, and, and I even, took a, a, a speaker course, you know, it, it is like, because I, I've been invited to your, to your uh, rise and, and, and I gave conference because I speak through my heart. I don't have the mm-hmm. Now I study. I think you have to prepare. You have to study. You have to, to create your own connections. You know, it's, it's so important to, to meet people who's, who, who can help you and that you can help other people too. You know, you have mm-hmm. like a, a network. Networking is very important. You- and how did you build your network? Because I've been with you at parties <laughs> and you know <laughs> literally everyone. Well, actually, I, I've been working for, 
in this industry for 40 years, you know? Right. But you're clearly very well respected, very well loved. And when, when I'm at a party with you, it's not, oh, that's Joe. It's like such a genuine, you have genuine relationships, which is not something that you always. So how did you build that? If you go back 20 years for us, like how did you start to build that network? I'm, I'm very curious and I'm always listening to people. You know, if I like, if I admire what you do, um, no matter what you do, I'm going to ask you how you do it. Tell me about your life. And that create a bonding and, and people, people need to be listened. So mm-hmm. I respect uh, uh, my colleagues. I help a lot because I've been helped a lot. You know, when, when people tell me, Luzma, you're a, you're a great person. I have been surrounded by great person all my life. So I've learned how to be a good person. For example, with, with my, my friend that I was talking to, uh, Lisa. Lisa believe that I, that I met. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She's part of my book. I interviewed yeah, her. Is she? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And I, I was just texting her. Yeah, today. and, also, so and also Mali. You know, we yes, friends Mali. like that. Yeah. Yes. So um, I think that when, you're, when you are genuine and, and, and you can help and, and, and you can be generous, you know, there is this beautiful change that is, like, created and, and then – Time, time pass and, and, and you build that relationship with people and people are grateful for that. I mean, I think that that's the good advice here is it is a genuine relationship because I think sometimes people just want the connection. Oh, yeah. Or they just want can, a network. You can tell the difference. Yeah, you can, for sure. I can feel the difference. Yeah. I have so many people that tell me, hmm, Luzma, they love you because of your title. I don't want to think about it. I just yeah. want to help. And and there are people that obviously you understand, you know, I'm 56. I am going to be 56. You can recognize when people want to aprovecharse. I don't know how to say that in English to take, uh, um, to use you exactly. to sort of use the connection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Did you like, you know, you, you, I've heard you say this before, like you became the woman of your oh dreams. Life. Yeah. But how much did that dream evolve over time? Like, has it shifted and changed as you've grown as a woman? Or do you feel like you are really living, when you were younger, you sort of said, this is what I want to have, and and that's what you're in today? Maybe when I was young, I was a little confused about success, and I was more superficial, and I want to live in Miami because I wanted to be a journalist here because everything was happening here. Now it's more about service. Yeah, I yeah. live in Miami. I have the opportunity to to be with great people, but now it's like how how can this person how can I be the bridge for that person helping someone else? I love I love to do that in yeah. my books and in the show at the show. Yeah, I'm always thinking, listening to stories and and telling people, you know what, your story has to be told because there are a lot of people who who, who need it. And I'm yeah. a connector. I'm a connector. So today, yeah. I, 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 my, the purpose is, is more clear when, when I, than it's ever been. Yes. When I was yeah. 20 and, and that's normal, you know, maybe you choose things for the, not for the right reason, but then when you live the life of your dreams, you know, what, what is the, the true about it? Mm-hmm. When you look into 
you know, I, it's shocking that we're at the end of April yes. of 2021. That feels wild. But when you look to the rest of your year, what are you excited about? I, you know, um, my mom was vaccinated last Saturday and, um, and one month ago she was saying, I'm not going to get the vaccine. So I was very worried. Mm-hmm. So now I have hope. My husband doesn't want the vaccine either. So he told me, I'm going to wait until December. So I, I, I always pray for we, the four of our family to be vaccinated and, and doesn't even, I, I don't even want to travel. I want to rent a, a house at the beach and go there without thinking I'm going to get the, the, the virus. A friend, yes. a friend of mine just, just called me and told me that her son was positive. So it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to have that feeling anymore. That's that's all I'm asking. Yeah. Like to be the day I was vaccinated, it was beautiful because it was the year after the pandemic was official. And Mm -hmm. when, when they back, they put the vaccine, I started crying and the nurse told me, I understand why are you crying? This is your passport to freedom. I want to feel that freedom again. Yeah. And, And then I know that I'm going to travel and, and I, 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 I dream about buying an apartment at the beach that I was going to, to you know, there are so many things that I want to do. But now the, the first thing that I want to is like we all are vaccinated, my family, and, and feel that freedom again. And I think that's what so many people are craving right now. And I think what I like about the idea of freedom and sort of that being the pursuit is that it still feels like you're somehow retaining the good stuff of what was. Yes. Because I, what I, I sort of going back to that conversation earlier, I'm just, I'm so worried. I don't need to hold the worry for the rest of the world, but I'm so worried that everyone is just going to rush back to rushing. No, 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 no. I don't think, you know, I don't, right. That cannot be possible. (laughs) possible. There's just such a desire of like, let's, you know, go again and let's get out there. And I'm just like, if you, you know, my daughter is 25 and the first month she was very obedient and she stayed home. Now um, she goes, you know, she has like certain friends that she visit mm-hmm. and she sent me videos of Brickell Avenue here and everybody's out there. Yes. Yeah. Like, because I just drive from home to, to my office and at the time I work, it's not, it's not that you are uh, aware of the people in the street, but maybe those kind of people, they're not learning their lesson yeah but I think I will I think I'm I'm going to be you know my life won't be the same do you think you are going to write more books oh yes definitely I want to I want to write a novel because I I wanted to my first book I thought it was going to be just one I wanted to write a novel and then I I now I have the third one and I'm still writing the novel so I want to write that novel Oh, I love that. I love, I didn't know you wanted to write fiction. That's awesome. Yes. Yes. That was the how fun. And, and I don't know how I end up with three motivational books, but I love right. it. <laughs> Same. Same. <laughs> well, I'm so grateful for the time. I'm so grateful that we got to, I'm so, I'm grateful I got to see your face. Yes. I love getting to talk to, to you too. always. That happened yes. to you too. I'm very grateful for your friendship. Um, I, I have the privilege of, of, of knowing you before and I remember in my patio reading your books and now I said she's in my phone you know it's like yeah. <laughs> everything everything can can happen yeah but I, I I really thank you for being a mentor for being um it's like if she 
who do it, I can do it too. Right. Absolutely. And you know what I love about you? That you are real. And, and you. That you, when you make a mistake, you say, okay, that's what I wanted to say. And I'm sorry, but that's what I thought. And that happened. We cannot be perfect, Rachel. Right, right. And 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 when I remember when I was looking through ideas to my cover, I saw you your cover, and you were with sneakers, uh-huh. and I like it because it's, it's, she's she's real. I can, I, yeah. I wanna, I wanna be like her, you know. And right. that, and and I really thank you for that because I, I, I first because I have a great admiration of what you do and, and, and as an as an entrepreneur and everything now. You 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 had a bad time with your divorce, you know. Like you have, you are living, and thank your experience, your real experience, you're helping us. So thank you, thank you very much. I love thank you. Thank you. I love you too, and I I appreciate you saying that. It's the it is a really interesting world to navigate. You know, like I my you know beans my best friend, and we were talking about this. She's like, you know, Rachel, if the rest of us make a mistake, we make a mistake in front of three people and those three people hold us accountable. And then we learn. It's like, unfortunately, when you make a mistake, it's in front of millions and that's a much harder lesson, but they're like, it's a lesson that I need to learn. And it's a lesson that is painful, but necessary. Mm -hmm. So as much as I, Oh, you know me and you know, like how much it kills me to have offended anybody or hurt anybody. I, I won't, trade that for what came out of it, which is exactly. a deeper knowledge for me and, and exactly. much, yeah, there, there's goodness here. So, um, yeah, no, I, I love I, you too. And I'm I grateful. I love you and you. admire you and you have me here. You always have me here. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you. Now just tell us real quick. So if, if our listeners want to grab the book or follow you on social, which they should, because you're just, you really are a light in the world. <laughs> where can they find you? My my Instagram account is Luzma Doria L U Z M A D O R I and my books are all in, in, in Amazon. Perfect. Well, thank you thank so you. much. Have an awesome day, and I'll I'll text you. Later you too. We'll, we'll thank you. Big hug. I want to give yes. you that personally. Someday we're gonna. Yes. Me and you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Love you. All right, have a good week. Love you, you too. too. Bye bye. The Rachel Hollis podcast is hosted by me. Rachel Hollis. Our show is produced by Chelsea Harfouche and edited by Andrew Weller with additional production support by Sterling Coates. Our executive producer is Cameron Berkman. The Rachel Hollis podcast is a 3% chance production.